So today, my message is called, So What's in a Name? What's in a Name? Today's message focuses on the name of Jesus for obvious reasons and its importance. So it, are your names important? We've all got a name. Uh, your name is, is very personal to, to you and also to uh, your parents who uh, chose it for you, whether you like it or not. Um, your name is, is you. So when, so like when I think of, uh, say, Simon, right, I know Simon's name. I know Simon as a person. Uh, I know what he looks like. I know roughly what kind of character he is, knowing, having known him for the best part of my lifetime, uh, and what his role in life has been and what he's doing now. And so the name Simon, Simon Priest, is inextricably linked to Simon. And the same for me. And... Therefore, the same for Jesus, that everything that we know about Jesus is inextricably tied up in his name. The Bible makes it really clear that God thinks of uh, names are important. And often a person's name is connected perhaps to the circumstances in which they were born or is a reflection of the character that they were. So some names will come up on the screen in a minute. So we've got some easy examples from the Bible. We've got Moses. He was called Moses because Pharaoh's daughter said, I, I drew him out of the water. So the name goes with the meaning. Uh, Samuel. He was named Samuel by Hannah because she said, I asked the Lord for him. That's why she gave him the name Samuel. And I believe it's the same with Phil and Vanessa. They gave the name Samuel the same reason um, then we get some uh, characters in the bible who were told to give their child a certain name so we've got for instance elizabeth and zachariah they were told when they were told they were going to have a baby after such a long long time that they were to call him john even though there was no connection whatsoever to the name john in their family up till that point God said, you shall call him John. And John actually means God or Yahweh is gracious. So God showed enormous grace in allowing Zechariah and Elizabeth to have that child. Uh, Simon was renamed by Jesus himself. He was given the name Simon Peter, Peter the Rock. So Jesus changed his name. And more often than not, we refer to him as Peter, don't we, rather than Simon or even Simon Peter. And then Mary and Joseph also were given clear instructions about what they should call the baby, Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus has the same root name as Joshua. And Joshua means Yahweh, God, is salvation. So names... Yours and the names we find in the Bible and the name of Jesus are all very important. So as I said right from the beginning, today I want us to focus on why the name of Jesus is so important. The headings that will come up on the screen this morning are taken from the song we've just sung, I Speak Jesus. The song is written by a worship collective called Here Be Lions. And strangely enough, if you want to do a little bit of homework, 
you can look up why they call themselves he, here be lions. I'm not going to tell you. You can go away and find out. But there is a reason why they gave themselves that name. So again, an important aspect of, of their reason for being a collective of worship makers. Um, so the song, as you've perhaps started to take on, comes in the, in the very corner here. Where at the moment it says, why is the name of Jesus so important? You'll see the, name, the words of the song come up on the screen as I go through. So you'll see the connection between what I'm saying and the words that we've just sung in the song. So Andrew, our Andrew introduced me to this song. This is one of his favourites. And uh, having been introduced to the song, uh, it's been... A real sort of a real blessing to me. I've not been able to escape the words, you know, when you wake up in the morning and it's there, or you wake up in the middle of the night and it's there. And uh, so, as a result of that, all the thoughts that I've like pulled together this morning have come from that. And I hope that the power that we find in the name of Jesus will really speak to you all this morning in diff at different levels. All of us come this morning with different needs. We're all individuals and God may have something to say to you this morning that speaks directly to your needs. So going back to what Mark said last week about listening. Are you listening this morning to what God might have to say to you? Not because it's uh, Anne that's speaking, but because he is speaking, hopefully, through what he's helped me to prepare. So the first thing we're going to look at is that there is power in his name to bring peace. So we'll swap to that slide, please. Yeah. Power in his name to bring peace. Now, the other week when our Phil spoke, he talked about how we often need or want peace in our life and that oftentimes that's a focus of our prayers we find ourselves perhaps in a situation where we're not we don't feel at peace we feel restless and perhaps anxious and so and i find this quite a lot recently i've sometimes i find it really hard to go to sleep it's just as if my mind just will not switch off there's been, you know, so much going on, especially like with mum and dad sometimes, that when it actually comes time to sleep, I might be tired, but I, my mind just won't switch off. So there have been two verses that have been a real help to me. Uh, both of them mention God's peace. The first one is in Psalm 4, verse 8. It says, I will lie down and sleep in peace. Why? Because the verse goes on to say, For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And then in Isaiah 26, it says this, You, that's God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so instead of being fixating on all the other rubbish that's going on in your mind, try with God's help to close that out. So there's power in his name to close out the rubbish and to concentrate and fix our thoughts on him so that his peace will come. And I found it very interesting to note that Jesus 
when he knew that his disciples were going to be at their most anxious when he told them he was going to the cross and he was going back to heaven, he was going to be leaving them kind of alone. These are some of the words that he said to them. He said in John 14, the advocate or the Holy Spirit, as we call it as well, whom the Father will send, notice, in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Disciples probably thought they got plenty to be frightened of, facing a future without Jesus being there in his physical presence. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to leave you with my peace. And he goes on in John chapter 16. And now this is one of Colin's favourite verses. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will. (laughs) You will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So there is power in the name of Jesus to bring peace into your situation, whatever that may be, individually to you at today, this morning. Jesus has the power to bring you peace. Next one is, there is power in his name to bring salvation and freedom. Now, going back to what Howard spoke about a few weeks ago, he talked to us, didn't he, about anointing after the coronation. And he included how Jesus knew that he was the anointed one. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What scripture was that? Well, it was the one that Howard read to us from Isaiah 61, which says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. That was Jesus' mission. And the mission of Jesus is reflected in the words of our song. If you follow them through, they're in the corner of the slide. Right? In Bible times and today, Jesus' mission was to bring and is to bring freedom from sin in the first instance and also all kinds of perhaps addictions to things that bind us, fear that binds us, anxiousness that binds us, even perhaps depression, even clinical depression, that Jesus can be there for us in those situations. It says he came to heal the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted? Is there a reason in your life at the moment makes you feel broken? Jesus said he came to set his people free from whatever was in Bible times and what is now, today, this morning, that's holding you captive. Jesus came to free you from that. Now, at the very start, we mentioned about the, the name of Jesus and why he was given it. Remember, it says he was to save his people from his sins. So his name is actually his mission, isn't it? The name Jesus means saviour. 
And that was his mission. He came to die on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be freed from death and the guilt of our sins. When we belong to Jesus, the problem of our sin and its consequences has been dealt with. And we are free. Do you believe it? Are you free from sin this morning? Have you trusted Jesus to free you from sin? Have you trusted Jesus to deal with that weight of guilt that sometimes you feel or did feel? And now you're free. Yes, I'm free. In Acts chapter 2, when Peter was talking to the crowd, remember Joe talked about this as well the other week. All these things are fed into this morning. Joe was speaking about Pentecost, even though she didn't remember it was Pentecost Sunday. And she said that Jesus, Peter said this to the crowd. He said, everyone, that includes you, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then further on into his message, he said this, and this is important for every single one of us. Can you say that you have done this? Because this is what Peter, this is what Jesus is telling you. Repent, that's be sorry, turn around, turn your life around and be baptised, every one of you, notice, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if you remember, Joe was telling us that on that very first day, how many people were saved? 3,000. 3,000 people turned to the Lord on that first day and received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 8, uh, Paul kind of underlines it again, and he says, For the law of the Spirit is life, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Once we were ruled by the law of sin and death, but Jesus has set us free. Okay. The next one is there is power in the name of Jesus to defeat evil. Now, I'm sure that all of us are more than aware of evil in our world. Sometimes we wonder why. But the thing we need to hang on to is that Jesus ultimately has defeated it. There are lots of scriptures that tell us that Jesus has the authority over evil. There are examples of Jesus healing people who are held by the power of the devil. Particularly, I've just picked out the one in Mark chapter 5, the story of the demon-possessed man. He was in a really sorry state, spent his whole life in a graveyard. <laughs> How lovely. He was out of control, completely out of control, and no one could calm him or control him. They tried, but they just could not. Yet... Once Jesus entered into the picture and commanded the demon within him to leave, we read that the villagers around came out to see what all the fuss was about and they found the man that they couldn't control or calm. Dressed, put his clothes on, which he'd not done before, and he was in his right mind. Jesus had stepped in and defeated the evil that was in within that man. Kicked him out, literally. <laughs> All right? And he was set free from evil, and he was dressed. 
and clothed and in his right mind. And that had a huge impact on that area because Jesus left him behind to tell the story of what happened to him. In Hebrews chapter 2, we read that Jesus came to share our humanity, and these are the words from Scripture, so that by his death he might break, break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. There are times when you feared death, what that might bring. I think all of us perhaps are anxious perhaps about how the end for us might be, but that doesn't mean to say that we can't rest in the knowledge that Jesus will take us through that, through death and into eternity with him. The devil no longer has the final word. When Jesus said, it is finished, or in some translations it just says, finished on the cross, Satan was defeated. It was over for him. Jesus rose from the dead to prove that he has the power over evil and the evil one. At the moment in our world, he still has some power, but ultimately Jesus has defeated him. And in, um, in Philippians chapter 2, we read these words that kind of underline that. It says, therefore, God exalted him, that's Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, including the devil, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus has the power in his name to defeat evil. So if there's some experience of evil, whatever that may be, in your life at the moment, that doesn't have to win. That doesn't have to win. Ask Jesus to help you deal with that. Next one. There is power in the name of Jesus to bring healing. We've just talked about the demon-possessed man that Jesus healed. And you know from your Bibles, there are loads of examples of Jesus healing people while he was here on earth. Was that the end of it, though? When Jesus went back to heaven, does that mean there's no more healing? Well, I don't think so, because we know that the disciples went on and did the same. Yeah, so, the, so the lame man outside the temple, right, Peter and John, were able by this power of Jesus to help him to stop having wobbly legs and have strong legs so that he could walk. And they said, he said this, this is what Peter said, He said, the man thought he'd like some money to help him get his breakfast or whatever. He wanted some money from Peter and John. But Peter and John said this, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I'm going to give you. 
In the name, in the name of, who do you think? Jesus, yes, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And so those wobbly legs became strong, taking him by the right hand. He helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet and he began to walk. The people were, put in modern terms, gobsmacked <laughs> at what happened. Never, I mean, obviously they'd seen Jesus, some of them anyway, had seen Jesus heal people, but Jesus had gone now. Was it, they, they weren't expecting it to carry on. But uh, in the same passage later on in Acts chapter 3, this is what Peter said to them to explain what had gone on. He said, what is so surprising about this? And why are you staring at us as though it was... Us, by our own power or godliness, we made this man better. Peter put them firmly in the light and he said, through, G through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. Nothing to do with me or John or any of the other disciples you might see around. It's nothing really to do with us. It's in the name, faith in the name of Jesus that's healed him. Faith in the name of Jesus has healed him, he said, before your very eyes and you can't deny what you've seen. So we know that the disciples, when they prayed, God continued to hear their prayers for healing. Um, did God answer our prayers for the Ditchfield family over the last few weeks? Did he? Pardon? Yes. yes, he did. All right. So we've prayed much for the Ditchfield family after their serious road accident, and particularly for Nikki, because Nikki is the, the one that had, we've had the most to do with in recent years. He's helped us faithfully in Sunday school when we were still doing Sunday school. Even though technically he goes to another church, he used to still come and help us here and at Blast and so on. So we are so thankful and amazed, but not amazed at the same time, because we know that God has answered our prayers for them and will continue to do so. So power in the name of Jesus does bring healing. Next one. The name of Jesus brings life. In the Gospels, we've got lots of examples of when Jesus actually brought people back to life. We've got the story of Jairus' daughter, who died when she was 12, Jesus brought her back to life. We've got the most famous story, perhaps, of Jesus raising Lazarus, who, I always think this is quite, in one sense, amusing, that it was almost as it well, it was, Jesus waited to come. And Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. He was buried and had been buried for four days, as if to say, look, folks, he was well and truly dead. You know, that was, he hadn't just swooned and fainted. He was really, really dead and had been for four days. And Martha said, Lord, oh, you can't call him out now. He's going to really smell having been, you know, in the tomb for four days. But Jesus did bring him back to life. One other thing I wanted to mention, though, in this connection is that Jesus is also passionately interested about you and your life now 
the way you experience life. He wants you to have a life that's worth living, that has got real purpose and satisfaction. That's, that the things that you're involved in bring you joy. In John chapter 10, it says this, the thief. Who's the thief? Well, Jesus said it was the devil or evil. Comes only to steal and kill and destroy. In other words, the big spoiler in life. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Or life more abundantly in the, in the older versions. In other words, not just life, but a good life where Jesus is an integral part of your life and what you do, what you share, has real purpose. It, it, it said that as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life, we will find that Jesus is able to renew the life that we live every day. Spending time with him renews our life. And freshens us up each day. Last week, uh, uh, Laura uh, said in her prayer about, Lord, we come to church on a Sunday to renew. And that's true. Absolutely. As we meet together, the Holy Spirit is able to renew us. But is he also renewing you every day? Are you spending time with him every day? So that he's renewing your life each day as you begin each day. Or whenever it is that you're able to have your time quietly with him. In John chapter 20, it says, the, John gives a reason why he wrote his gospel. And he says, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life, how? In his name. Life in his name. So Jesus is able to renew your life. It's not just about raising people who've literally physically died. It's a, a talking about, as well, your life from day to day. Jesus is able to give you and renew your life each day. And then, uh, kind of finally, there is power in our prayers. I hope you believe this. When we ask in the name of Jesus... I know, I listen, sorry, Tony, I listened specifically <laughs> to see whether you would add the famous phrase. And you did, thank you. In the name of Jesus, we say it, don't we? And almost, I suppose, in an, auto, an automatic way. And sometimes perhaps we don't necessarily sort of take on the full meaning of what we're saying every time. But we pray and we add, I ask this, in the name of Jesus. But why? Why do we just like kind of tag that onto our prayers? Is there, a, is there a good reason for doing so? Well, I believe so, because Jesus taught his disciples. He prayed. Jesus himself prayed. The disciples asked that Jesus would teach them to pray, and they continued to pray. And the reason he asked, asked them to pray in his name, look at John 16. It says, very truly, I tell you, my father, Jesus, these are Jesus' actual words, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. In my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Some of that renewing, that joy in renewing. All right? 
Laura spoke this morning about the joy of, of seeing God answer that prayer for finance to come through in an amazing way. And that, that, that sort of really encourages us, doesn't it? On Tuesday night, I shared it uh, Tuesday together how God found me a parking space. Now, you might say, well, that's very trivial. It wasn't trivial to me, I'm telling you now. The thought of trying to find a, um, a disabled spot in a tiny car park uh, so I could get Dad out of the car and into a wheelchair was a biggie for me that day. So Jesus does still answer our prayers asked in his name. Uh, I was thinking as a, as a Bible example, do you remember when the church got together to pray for Peter to be released from prison? <laughs> and he was released and comes knocking at the door. Rhoda opens the door and she's so amazed that she runs off and leaves him on the doorstep and says, Peter's here. He's been released from prison and poor old Peter was still stood on the, on the doorstep. So they were praying and probably praying in the name of Jesus. And were they expecting their prayers to be answered? <laughs> I'm not sure, but they were nevertheless. Right, Jesus, their prayers were answered for Peter's release. So to answer the question really that we raised right at the start, why is the name of Jesus so important? And why is it that do we pray in the name of Jesus? I've just got four little things. Number one, we pray using the name of Jesus because there's no power or authority in my name, in your name, to ask God for anything, is there? Have we got any authority to speak to God and say, please do this? No, we haven't. But we have got the authority of Jesus when we invoke using his name because his name is the one that carries the power and authority. Secondly, we pray in the name of Jesus because Jesus told us to. It's as simple as that. He told us to. In John 15, he said, I have called you friends. You didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last, and so that, notice, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And he adds on the end, this is my command, love each other. Hmm, I wonder why he added that bit on the end. Third, when we pray for others in the name of Jesus, we're continuing the great work that Jesus himself began that we're doing it not in bible times we're doing it now in 2023 in blackheath or wherever it is that uh, you're currently living and i work here in the church the manor house all right we're carrying on the work that jesus has given us to do and when we pray for others what a brilliant way to show them that we love them love each other jesus said how better, what better way have we got to show that we love each other by taking the time to pray for each other as needs arise, as for Bruce, for the Ditchfield family recently, for whoever, for whatever this morning you may have on your heart. And finally, when we pray, of course, we're following the Bible's advice. In Philippians chapter 4, it says this, 
Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, whether it's a parking space, on a car park, or Bibles that need to be paid for, or a bruise that needs healing, whatever the situation is, bring it to God. And it says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And notice this, coming back to the peace, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I want just a little time of reflection. So if you want to sit and close your eyes as I read this through, there are two verses up on the screen that I'll finish off with. But for now, if you just follow what I'm saying. We're going to use the thoughts expressed in the song, I Speak Jesus, to guide our time of reflection. So first of all, do you know someone who, for whatever reason, is struggling to find peace in their mind and heart? Ask Jesus to come alongside them so that they might feel real peace in his presence. Jesus has the power to bring peace. Ask in his name. Secondly, do you know someone who needs freedom? Do they need salvation in the first instance and freedom from sin? Do they need freedom from the weight of guilt that they may be struggling with or you're struggling with? Do they need freedom from some kind of addiction? Jesus has the power to bring freedom. Ask in his name. Do you know someone who feels in a really dark place? A place where the enemy seems overpowering. Jesus has the power to replace their darkness with his light. Ask in his name. Do you know someone who feels that their life is pointless? Life is often full of anxiety for them or even depression. Life at the moment feels unbearable for them. Ask Jesus to remind them that he came to give them life, life to the full, a rich and satisfying life full of purpose. Ask in his name. Do you have family members who need Jesus? I'm sure we all got different burdens for our families. Jesus has the power to bring about change. And the words in the song says, Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name. In uh, the Zoom prayer meeting, uh, I think it was last week, the week before last actually, uh, Tony asked us to summarise what prayer is in one word. And we all came up with different thoughts. Ruth's word was powerful. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, powerful was Ruth's word. Uh, but do you agree with her? Do you agree with, what, with Ruth's idea that prayer 
is powerful. I do hope that after this morning's message that we can say, yes, I do. I do agree with Ruth's summary. Remember, we, we believe, and it's written in the porch, that Jesus is the same yesterday. We know what he did yesterday in Bible times, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do we really believe it? That he still has the same power that he had in Bible times. I pray that this morning will have encouraged you to reaffirm, to reaffirm your trust in the power of Jesus, to hear and answer your prayers, whatever they may be currently. Prayers that you are praying in the authority of his powerful name. So the two word, two scriptures that are on the screen, Sam, it's so Jesus reminds you today with these words, ask, keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock, keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. And finally, and Mark often quotes this verse, Let's remember that as we pray, Jesus is able. What's he able to do? Do you want to read it from the screen together? Now to him who is able to do what? Immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. How is he able to do that? According to his power. His power that is at work in us. Holy Spirit in us works alongside Jesus.